And welcome back to another exciting episode of Too Much Teacher Entrepreneur Time. (laughs) (laughs) We are doing our coffee chat today, and I cannot wait to catch up with my good old buddy Amanda and see what she's been up to this week. We always talk, we talk real life, business, cool books we're doing, courses we're learning about. We we talk about everything. I feel like it's it's beneficial if you just want to hang out with two teacherpreneurs having real talk, real chatting. I'm not actually drinking coffee because it's 6.30 at night, but you can pretend like I am. Amanda, are you drinking real coffee? Yeah, it's my coffee from this morning. It's cold. <laughs> Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw. Unfiltered. Real. Let's get started. And welcome back to Two Teacherpreneurs Tell All. I'm Jess, and this lady over here, if you're on YouTube with the cool window, is Amanda right now. And we're doing our coffee chat. So Amanda, tell me all the things. What's new with you? Oh my gosh. Well, I was going to ask you, first of all, this relates to something new that I did recently. Um, do you know what namaste means? Doesn't it mean like good, good health and peace times? No, it means the light within me appreciates or sees the light within you. Well, that's kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> Well, okay. So this is crazy. I last week, I, I have a friend who is a yoga instructor and she's new to yoga. And she's been telling me all about new to being a yoga instructor. She's amazing. And she's been telling me all about this, uh, woman, uh, who is her Reiki master. Have you heard of Reiki? I have. Okay. Well, they taught a class together and it was a four hour yoga class, yoga and Reiki. And it was yin yoga. Do you know what yin yoga is? No. So usually when people think of yoga, they think of like, um, is it Vipassana yoga? Like lots of movement and stretching and things, you know, like downward dog and warrior one and warrior two, where you're kind of like flow yoga, where you're flowing from one pose to another, like kind of that kind of thing. Well, yin yoga is when you stay in one posture and usually it's laying down or on your back or side, um, or like child's pose, things like that for three minutes. And you're just really breathing deeply and kind of, it's like, being in a meditative state but then also we had reiki and so this woman her name's georgia 
would like put like two fingers or her hand kind of hovering above like a part of our body and we were going through all our chakras. So like when we were doing the head chakra, like she would put her hand lightly on your head and I'd never experienced anything like this before. Have you ever done this before? Like Reiki? No, it was wild. So, and I didn't know anything about it. And I felt her hand and it was so hot and comforting and it radiated like the heat radiated through my body. And when she left, I still felt her hand on my head or like on my back. Yeah. And so I talked to her afterwards because I was so amazed. And she said that every person's experience is different. But it is very common for some people who are highly sensitive to feel heat. But other people might feel nothing. And still others might feel a sensation of really cold. Isn't that wild? I don't know. I just, it was really, really nice. And I cried. And they told us that we could cry. And they had like tissues around and things. And it was just a very like healing beautiful experience that I hope I wish all people could have because it was really cool. Wow. Well, that sounds really cool. It sounds like you had a very um, enlightening week. Yeah. Well, and I also got a pedicure. I've had, I've given my permission, myself permission to go with the flow Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. summer, you know? Yeah, I love that. I wish I could go with the flow sometime. <laughs> I'm just so tied up, you know. I'm just, I'm just no, believe not me. Not very, not very go with the flow e. Although, like, I feel like mentally, I think you know what you know what I think. I mistake for being go with the flow and being like open and free I think it's my personality that I'm kind of a jokester and I'm funny I have a good sense of humor but that doesn't actually mean that I don't experience all of this extreme stress but because I'm kind of jokey and lighthearted and try to keep things fun I think people assume that I don't really I don't really have that kind of I don't know if I want to say stress, but like, I definitely, I don't really think I take very good care of myself, like in that way, in that sort of, you know, stretching, stretching, yoga, anything physically meditation. I used to do it a lot. Like I go through these, these um, peaks and valleys in my life where I'm like, when I get really frustrated with things, I do start meditating. But then when things start to get a little bit better or I'm through the rough patch, I stop meditating. And I suppose some people would equate that to when they're doing prayers. Like maybe they pray during hard times, but they don't pray during good times. And I think that I kind of have that. Like I'm not in a horrible place right now. I just transferred into a new library career And while it was rough, an adjusting period, I think I like it a lot better than being in the classroom. Like as a classroom teacher, I think I like being a teacher librarian and I'm, you know, a lot of things I've improved a lot of parts of my life, but then like, as that, as I start to feel that improvement, then I think I let my 
spiritual mental emotional being like slip a little bit because it's something you have to work on constantly do you know what I mean yeah and and I have time you know like and I think um yeah definitely ebbs and flows and sometimes you know you're really into one thing and then you kind of move on to the next thing and it kind of depends on the season yeah I've kind of been in a season of really kind of trying to get more in touch with my body and less in touch with my thoughts, <laughs> like kind of releasing my thoughts a little bit more. Um, yeah. I, I, but I, and that might be because I'm in this mindfulness meditation, you know, teaching program and I, it just feels a lot better for me to be in my body more in my, than in my head. Because my head is kind of, it can be a chaotic, dangerous place. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can really get caught. Do you know Pema Chodron? No. Oh man, I love her. She's wonderful. She's written a lot of really great books. You should read one of them. Um, yeah, she's like a master guru meditation teacher. Um, yeah, she... She talks about like getting caught, you know, in samsara and like that, like we often get kind of stuck in like kind of negative patterns, you know, of thought, especially everyone does. Yeah. Every human. But yeah, I don't know that I'm, I feel like I've been talking about me and things that I've been doing a lot. What's up with you and your world of Vegas land? Well, I, for the first time in what, 12, 13 years, I decided to teach summer school. The money is really good. And I was talking to one of my besties about it. And she was like, so I was like, I don't really want to do summer school, but I do because, you know, I have a lot of financial hurdles right now, but I don't like to spend the extra time at school because like, I don't need to be more stressed out after the school year, which is why I always turn it down. And I always put like my mental health first. And so she was kind of like, well, how much are these financial woes weighing on you right now? Like would getting that money from summer school really help you emotionally and mentally? And the answer was a clear yes. It was a clear yes. I was like, yeah, it actually, it would, it's like exactly what I need. And so I decided to do summer school and it's been wonderful. It's been one of the best experiences I've ever had as a teacher. There's hardly any kids. I get to do whatever I want all day. It's been so amazing. All my classes are between three and seven kids. And it's like, I'm just with these small groups of kids and I can teach them anything I want and I can do anything I want with them. Like no rules about like standards. I don't have to turn in lesson plans. And I just feel like this is how education should be. I've gotten so many cool projects done. We've done so much learning and growing. And I feel like I really know these kids and they really know me, even though I've only seen them like a total of three hours and three weeks, like just having that smaller group has been so exciting and like, it's almost boring. I mean, there's been a couple of days I've almost fallen asleep. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been amazing. And I really recommend it. Like I, 
I don't think it's at all like regular school. And I was terrified of it all these years. I've always turned on summer school and now I'm a big fan. And I don't think I'm going to do it again because this summer school, we're getting paid extra money because of like these COVID funding and stuff like that. And normally it would be a lot less than what I normally make. And I just, I feel like I should be valued for what, what I, my hourly rate. I feel like at the very minimum, if the district, if the district wants me to work, they should pay me my hourly rate. (laughs) And usually they pay summer school. They pay you about half to a quarter, somewhere in there, a quarter to half of your hourly rate. They offer you $22 an hour usually to teach summer school. And I just never, but the last three years with COVID, they've been offering us our hourly rate. And it's way, 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 way higher than that. It's more than double that. And I feel like it's it's been really worth it. So that's my little story. And then this weekend, so I'm teaching right up until I go on my big Greece trip with book bag tours. I am a teacher travel tour guide for this company. And every year they take me to a new country and I lead around a group of 20 teachers and we just go have a good old time and try to learn the culture and about the schools. And so this year I'm going to Greece and I I, I hesitated taking summer schools. I would be teaching right up until I left, but then it turned out to be a good thing because it's been so easy and relaxing and enjoyable. So I'm not really stressed at all. I've had plenty of energy to do everything I want to do. So that's my little update. That's so good to hear. And probably by the time people are listening to this, you'll be trekking around Greece. That's exciting. Is Anthony going to be there too? Yes. Yes. I'm bringing him along. We'll be there late June, early July. If anyone's listening to this, I don't know what year it'll be when they listen, but uh Anthony my husband he also goes by whimsical hubby he'll be coming along and I'm really excited we're gonna go to London and Brussels before like for a week before we go to Greece and kind of a I guess a bizarre bizarre three cities but we're gonna spend a few days in London a few days in Brussels fly from Brussels to Athens and then go back to Brussels and then back to London so we're kind of gonna do a little triangle but I mean, London and Athens are pretty far away. It's like halfway across the country in America. It would be like me flying to Chicago or something. It's a long ways, but it's uh, it's going to be amazing. And I get, I've never been to Greece and I've never been to Belgium. So there's like two new countries I'm going to get to experience. And, and Anthony's really excited because his first trip ever was last year to Egypt. And it was really intense not very relaxing really kind of trip like it was just really intense it was kind of like go 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 and it was just really eye-opening and it I think this is going to be really different like going from northern Africa to Europe it's going to be a totally different sort of vibe and he's going to learn a totally a different culture and I think he's going to like he's going to like it so I'm excited yeah, I think you will too. I love Europe. Um, even though I have not been anywhere in Europe except Spain. It's the only place I've been. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was in November of 2019. We just need to get back got on, in there. We need to get back out in the world. Well, we're going to Vancouver um, in July, early July. So if you're listening to this early July, I'll be in Vancouver. Maybe Victoria. We're be traveling at the same time. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And Washington state where, uh, we're from 
So yeah, I'm excited, but I would be way more excited if I was going to Europe. I wish I was doing that. I will. I will. We will. It's just, it's hard because like we really, we really liked going just us without our daughter. (laughs) So, you know, getting, getting our family to kind of care for her while we go. I mean, it would be nice to take her someday too, but I I think we want to do that when she's older. Um. So what about business stuff? So are you just hold, putting all of that on hold on your trip? Or do you have anything that's like automated? Are you going to be on Instagram doing stories? Can we sh- follow you and see what you're doing? Yeah, you can always follow me the underscore whimsical underscore teacher. That's my handle. I always follow the whimsical teacher and see what I'm up to. I will be filming the whole trip and trying to get people excited about book bag tours. It's such an incredible opportunity for teachers that want to travel and maybe their families can't go with them. Like I started with the company because my husband couldn't get time off work. We couldn't go together on these trips. And so, but I wanted to be safe and like with people that got me and I feel like teachers really get each other. We have the same values. Like, even though we might have disagreements here and there compared to other professions, like we, we know, like there's all these unspoken things we know about and this whole world that we've been emerged in and so it's really cool going with teachers so I and business wise you know that's all I'm focused on is just making this a really great trip for the travelers because I'm very invested in this company but I have been you know I I told you I on in my phone every time I get you know good business ideas I'll work on things on my phone um, I type a lot of like little things out that I want to work on and I've been getting a lot more clarity about since I just transferred to the library last year I've just been getting more clarity about, okay, what does this look like in my business? Because now I've, I've gone from a fifth grade teacher to a middle school teacher teaching social studies to a tech coach back to being a middle school teacher to a fourth grade teacher. And now I'm a librarian. I've done this all since I started my TPT store. And it's just been a like kind of a roller coaster. And I've been like, where, where do I fit in to my business? I keep changing hands. I keep changing what I do and what I learn about and what I'm into. So how do I, how do I put that into my business? And I've been coming up with the coolest ideas lately, like something like this new energy has been flowing into me and I've really been coming up with cool ideas and even had a chance to work on some of them, but not as much as I want, obviously, because I've been doing summer school and now I'm going on this trip, but I feel really jazzed for the future. And I feel like I have a a really clear, cool vision which is a really nice feeling to have. That How about you? Nice. What have you been doing? It's funny when you were describing your um, teaching journey. Uh, I'm so similar in like all of the different schools I've taught, the different grades, the different subjects, like just bouncing from here to here to here to here. And I think listeners know that I was diagnosed with ADHD recently and I know a lot about it. Um, and it's really common, Jess, for people with ADHD to kind of bounce around from different career to career to career, which can be really stressful and overwhelming, but it's because of our novelty seeking, you know, that it's really because that's ADHDers are like the kind of hunters, the like going after things kind of people, um, just because they like lots of stimulation, lots of newness. So I don't know. 
I'm well, just... I to I totally believe I have it. I mean, I went and after you told me some of the things, I went and read like a huge like 50, 50 checklists. Go through this checklist and check everything off for adult ADHD. And it was like, I don't know, like 41 things I checked off. Like, yep, yep, yep. And they were really surprising things. So I think you're right. I just don't know, like, if I do a checklist like that, I mean, I don't even know what the next step is. I don't necessarily feel like medication is going to help me because I'm already on a lot of medication for a lot of weird diseases. I mean, I'm already on like four medications. I don't know how many more I want to add into my life. Like I'm already nervous about all these medications. What if you didn't have, I have to, to take, take them until I them. die? What if you didn't have to take any of them and it was just a stimulant that you needed? But that's going in a whole other No, way. I definitely have to take some of them because- yeah. Like, I mean, I have gout. Yeah. Well, you can't get rid of gout with anything except this one pill. Well, I just, um, so. I don't even know why I was bringing that up. I'm just saying like, um, I think that it's okay to kind of not stay in one place for a long period of time. Like, I, I don't know. I think like, I'm just saying it's not necessarily a bad thing to just always kind of be moving around. I mean, maybe it yeah. is for business, maybe, you know, like sticking to one thing is important if you want to make a profit, you know, and like optimizing whatever your, your thing is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. In terms of like, because we are going to travel, you know, for like two weeks. Um, so prepare for that in my, my business, I'm actually working on before I leave, I'm going to have an evergreen webinar funnel going um, on my website. And we're also pre-recording or batch recording like four episodes that are going to come out. So we don't have to like meet during all of this time. So these are just some of the things um, I'm going to schedule some emails to go out. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's what's really nice about like having a business that's kind of reliant on like passive income, you know, and you don't really have a lot of people that you have to take care of, you know, like if you have a course or, or you're doing a course or you're um, you have a membership or whatever. I mean, those are like really big commitments that like people are relying on you, you know. And so like, I don't have those strings right now. So it's, I think it's really nice to be able to just leave for two weeks and not worry about anything and just like put things kind of on in evergreen mode, um, passive mode. Yeah. What do you use for your evergreen webinars? Okay. So yeah, we should do a whole episode on that. Hmm. How much do you want me to share or should we just- I don't know. Like, are you using a certain program for that or service? Well, there's a bunch of things that are connected. We've actually talked about this, I think, before really? in another episode. Have we? Yeah. Do we really want to get into this? I got to make Well, just tell me what the main thing is. <laughs> okay. So it starts off with a pop-up on my website. And that's, I use Optin Monster and my website's on WordPress. Um, and so it's just a pop-up that says, you know, like, just really, really enticing title, um, like a timer that says, you know, this is only 
available for a certain amount of time, like watch now, like the button will say like watch now, and then it'll take them to a landing page once they input their email. And the landing page is on Kajabi and it'll have the webinar and all my slides and stuff. And then a link to sign up for my year long program because my webinar is about And you can that. do all that through Kajabi? Mm-hmm. Wow. And Zapier. Zapier. I was thinking you needed another program to run the webinar on. No, I'll just pre-record it using Zoom, upload to Kajabi, and then it's just on that landing page hmm. that people get access to. And then you follow up with emails, you mm-hmm. know, like an email sequence about the, the webinar and about what you're selling. And Have you already put this up? Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've done lots of these, so I have a lot of them, but I'm doing a new webinar. I'm using kind of old content, but I rebranded it. Um, and, and yeah, I have all the emails written. I just need to kind of look at them again and rebrand them and like just update them so that they're timely rather than talking about something from a year ago, you know. And is your offer the library that you were talking about? Yeah, it's the library in my year-long curriculum. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, an equity book talk series. So like a couple summers ago, I did this free. I remember. All summer about like different educational equity books that I was reading. And I just like provided a summary um, and like my key takeaways and my notes and stuff of each of the books. Yeah, and so like I sell that now. So like one summer just to like generate emails I did this thing and it was a lot of work, <laughs> but How now I can books? sell it. It's a product. How many books were there? I think it was eight. Okay. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. That's cool. I, yeah. It's craziness. Yeah. I'm uh, definitely, this summer is a lot more low key. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like you have a lot planned out. Have you been looking at any of your statistics right now? Like how many people go through with the webinar? Um, I, I the, the Evergreen webinar is not. It's oh, it's not, not up, up yet. yet. No. Okay. 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 No. I thought it was up and that you were just kind of. No, it's going to be up before I go on my trip. Okay. But it's running, you know, and so hopefully I'll make money while I'm on vacation. <laughs> Um, another question. So if someone were to Google, like, you know how your most popular, um, your most popular blog post is about the mafia game. Mm-hmm. So say somebody Googles the mafia game and then they land on that. Will they automatically get the pop-up no matter what page of your website they land on? Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah. But what if they're just looking for a game and it's like a webinar about yeah them. but I mean more people more people you're offering to right yeah the pop-up is an offer yeah it's I think a that's paid offer fun. but it's like to get someone's email and that is worth money yeah emails people's emails that sounds really smart I love that you're doing this I hope it really works out we'll see I'll keep you updated nice well I, I'll keep you updated on Greece. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll follow your stories on Instagram. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah, I think this was a good coffee chat. I think this was a good little catch up. We're both doing such different things, but then we can come together and kind of share 
and explore what we're doing. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I want to do an episode on this book I'm reading right now. It's really, really good. And it's all about I think about, I have that book on my to read list when you mentioned it. Is it's it the all self sabotage one? Self sabotage is called The Mountain Is You. And I were, swear I have it on my reading list right now. There were multiple times when I thought of you. What? <laughs> no. I'm only on chapter three. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. It's been on my reading list forever. I think I made a little list at the beginning of the year that I want to read all these books. And that was one of them. I can see the cover. Is the cover like black? Is the cover kind of blackish? I really like her a lot. Yeah. I like, yes. I like this woman. It's on my list. Because I was like, oh, self-sabotage? That's me. It's not even... I definitely am guilty of self-sabotage. And I, I do think I that, read it. yeah, that it's like all about, like she talks about, I think I mentioned this in our last episode about how humans were built to be comfortable, not happy. And we only have like a certain happiness threshold. And if we, sometimes we get, get so happy and satisfied that it's uncomfortable, which is kind of weird. I because, do this to myself all the time. Well, cause things are going well. Right. And then you start backsliding. I do it constantly. It's self-sabotage. I know. It's sad. You should read it. Let's let, let's read it and we can do an episode about it. Okay. This okay. sounds like a good time. All right. Should we say toodles? Toodles. Bye. <laughs>